Welcome to the podcast, Pointless Discussions, a weekly improvised comedy podcast where we're quarantined in the perpendicular universe because of COVID-19. I'm your host, Paul Schroyer, and I'm joined here by my good friend and co-host, Mark Reynolds. How's it going, Mark? It's going good. Oh, yeah. And we're also joined here by our editor and engineer, Josh Schroyer. What's up, Josh? Hey, guys. What's up? It's going pretty good. To catch you guys up on what's been going on with us lately, uh, we made it safely over to the perpendicular universe. We thought we had got gotten away from the coronavirus, but apparently we brought it with us. And so now the entire perpendicular universe is on quarantine, just like the our universe. And so there's not really too much to do. So we decided we are going to just watch something on Netflix, I guess. And the good thing is, is uh, if you remember, we were on the episode of The Circle. And apparently they still have The Circle up and running for everybody now. So Mark, why don't you go ahead and see what's playing on Netflix? Circle. Play something good on Netflix. Oh, oh, wait, what's this up here at the top? Oh, this looks like a good one. Okay, so we're going to put this... Uh, it's a documentary. It's called Toilet King Pooping, Pirating, and Pleasure. Yeah, Pooping, Pirating, and Pleasure. So let's put that on. So you, this is probably going to be the last time you hear anything from us for the next three weeks or so. We're just going to watch this documentary all the way through. That sounds awesome. So, Josh, uh, cue that up. Uh, thanks, Mark, for getting that on the circle there. And enjoy Toilet King, Pooping, Pirating, and Pleasure. I'm Joe Schwerwich von Schnickelnickel. But, uh, you can call me Joe Septic. Now, you be, might be looking at me like, what's this mullet having? Good looking son of a gun. Doing on my TV screen right now. And let me tell you that I've got a tale to tell you that's like no other tale that's been told to you that I'm gonna tell you. Now, I run what they like to call a toilet paper zoo right here in the middle of Oklahoma. And I've got to be telling you that I've been doing this about 20 to 26 days. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I got the world's largest stockpile of toilet paper. See, we all know that when this coronavirus came about, toilet paper went extinct. And I just so happen to have a stockpile upon stockpile upon stockpile of toilet paper. So I decided I was going to open up this zoo. Uh, people love it. They come in from all, all over the place. They come in, we, we let them come, they pet the toilet paper, they hold the toilet paper, and then they get their picture taken. Now, of course, I couldn't run this zoo by myself. I had to get some help. And we, I, I must say, we got one of the best staffs around. They, could, they don't get no better 
And that's a Joseptic guarantee. Well, I just started working at this here toilet paper farm. Uh, it's been about a week and a half now. Uh, pretty standard business on a day-to-day. You just go out there, you, you spend a little bit of time in the cages with the toilet paper, you know, bring some out so the little kids can take pictures with them. Man, uh, Joe Septic, he's a great guy to work for. Best boss I ever had. Now I find all my employees, when they're down on their luck, you know, I'll go around, find like a homeless person or like, a, I really like finding like some meth addicts. They, I've turned find out that, you know, you give a meth addict a little bit of meth, phew, they work like 12 to 13 hours straight. It's pretty amazing. So I went out and uh, found these people down on their luck and I'm like, hey, I'll give you like 50 bucks and you know you can eat for free and i'll give you a place to live and they come and they work with toilet paper but you know you gotta you gotta keep a digital eye on them uh, people because you know they always be trying to maybe t- steal the toilet paper for themselves so i gotta make sure i let them know that there's cameras everywhere around here we watching them but you could definitely eat this expired target meat for free Man, I just wish, you know, with TP being the the currency now, I wish he'd pay us in that instead of money. I can't do nothing with this money. I I practically find myself wiping my ass with it, to be completely honest with you. Man, he sure, sure would be nice if he'd pay us in toilet paper, though. Man, this is a dangerous job. I mean, one of our workers just the other day had a... a uh, fucking skid of toilet paper fall right on their arm and cut the damn thing off. Hi, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just working. Uh, you know, feeding, feed the toilet paper, making sure everything was doing all right. And I remember I went into the cage, and they keep telling you, you know, don't go into the cage by yourself. And I thought, you know, I've been working with the toilet paper for years. Well, it seems like years, but really, really, it's been about two weeks. So I've been working with the toilet paper for like two weeks, and I thought we were on good terms. Well, I went in there, and that skid of toilet paper just fell right on my arm. Now, I went to the doctors, and uh, they said it looked pretty bad. It was, and I told them, you know, just cut it off. I need to get back to work. They argued with me for a while, brought in a psychotherapist or some shit like that. Told me, you know, your arm's just broken. You know, it might take a few months with the cast. It'll be back to normal. You can still go to work tomorrow. We just gotta put a cast on. I said, I ain't got time for that. I ain't got time for that. You cut it off right now. Let me get out of here. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why they cut the arm off. You know, I showed up to the hospital as, as soon as I heard about it. I, well, not, okay, it wasn't as soon as I heard about it. You know, I went into my trailer and I uh, made sure to put on my paramedic cowboy outfit. This is pretty much the same thing as a paramedic outfit, but with like cowboy stuff. And once I had that on, I'm, I went to the hospital. And 
yeah, I'm still to this day not sure why she had the arm cut off. Yeah, I was just like, go right ahead, cut it off, get it off of there. You know, Joe Sheptic was there, he was telling me not to do it. Everybody was there, but I had that bitch cut right off. And I was back there at the zoo petting the toilet paper by dinner time. Yeah, man, I couldn't believe it when Sassafras came back to work. Doctor told her it would take about two weeks for that surgery to heal, but sure enough, she was there the next day. Yeah, I tell you, this Joe Septic thing just kind of blew up. And I just kind of ran with it. Like, to tell you the truth, I was like one of the main attractions at the zoo. Everybody was coming in. See Joe Septic get their picture taken with me and my toilet paper. It was it was pretty amazing. You know, we sold Joe Septic branded merchandise at the gift store. We had all kinds of stuff like Joe Septic underwear, Joe Septic flashlights, Joe Septic bow ties, and of course, Joe Septic underwear. Oh, I already said that one. Oh, well, I meant Joe Septic toilet paper. <laughs> oh, what's that? Oh, no, no, no. It's not actually made out of toilet paper. No, that would be stupid. That'd be like throwing money away. It's made out of money. Yeah, we make our toilet paper out of that useless money that I pay my employees. They get pissed. I mean, they. I see them using it for toilet paper all the time, and I just got the idea. I was like, man, we could really profit off of this. You know, me being Joe Sheptic, just slap my face on there, mullet and all. It was. It was great. Things were really looking up for a while until I found out that I wasn't the only person that had stockpiled and stockpiled and stockpiled loads of toilet paper. See, there was this guy, uh, I think he was from Nebraska. Uh, yeah, I'm not too sure. He was named Doc Asswipe. Now, see, Doc Asswipe, he also had a lot of toilet paper, like I was said. So he opened up his own toilet paper zoo, but see, he did things a little differently over there. Now, he had about 12, 12 wives, I think. I don't know. He used to take these young girls in and make them slaves, and then, like, I guess, like, if they slept with them or something, then they would become, like, they could work there. I don't know. I really don't know what crazy cult shit was going on with him, but I consider him a pretty good friend. I mean, you know, we weren't really enemies. We traded toilet paper all the time. Like, I remember one time he, uh, about a couple days ago, he brought over some toilet paper that had Donald Trump's face on it. (laughs) Yeah, I can't believe it. People bought that shit, too. But now it's uh, part of my collection, though, thanks to him. And I think I gave him some that had, like, Theodore Roosevelt's face on it or something. I don't know. He was, like, smoking a doobie. I don't know. They were custom-made. One of a kind. Hi, this is Doc Asswipe. Um, I got my own toilet paper zoo up here in uh, Nebraska. Man, I'm I'm just trying to make a living up here trying to support me and my eight wives uh it's really tough business but yeah me me and joe septic we we've done our fair share of trades and 
I mean, he, he's got some good toilet paper, but I, I always think that mine's better. Hi. Yeah, I used to work for Dog Ass Wipe. You know, I really thought this would be a great job because I love toilet paper. So I went in and I started working for him. Little did I know that it was terrible. It was terrible. We were forced to live in little jail cells and wipe our ass with the same t-shirt. We shared the same t-shirt to wipe our ass. Am I making that clear to you? It was terrible. Now the only way you could ever move up, yeah, you'd have to sleep with them. And I, you know, I thought about it for a little bit. I really did think about sleeping with them. And then I went one day to do it and I, he had a micro penis. <laughs> it was so tiny. It was micro, like, so tiny. And I just, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't wrap my head around it. <laughs> Seriously, it was terrible. I think I have Stockholm Syndrome. He used to work us like 16 hours. And then he would like, Always parade around with his micro penis. <laughs> and, well, did I tell you that he had a micro penis? All right, none of the rumors that they say about me are true. I do not have a micro penis. The reason I'm so classy and so high class, I got a lot of money, a lot of toilet paper, because that's the currency now. I got a lot of it. I'm hung like a horse. Don't believe none of these. And all the allegations about me giving my toilet paper away for sex none of it's true so joe Giuseptic was becoming a huge hit you know i decided i need to get my name out there and i started looking at all the possible different venues i decided maybe i'd go take Giuseptic to the to tiktok but after thinking about it, I decided that anybody over the age of 25 doesn't have any right to be on TikTok. You should be ashamed of yourself. So I decided I was going to head on over to YouTube and try my luck over there. But I didn't want to just make some amateur-ass bullshit. You know, I had to have something of quality that people would want to watch. So I decided to bring in none other than... The director of Pulp Fiction, Quentin Tarantino. Well, yeah, I got a call from Joe Septic. Joe Septic called me. I came in. It was amazing. He was like, Quentin Tarantino, I just need you to really get out there and just make the best video ever. And I just took one look at this guy and I was like, I, this is, I can, I'm going to retire. I'm going to retire off of this guy. I mean, look at him. So, you know, I kind of had him sign over the rights of everything to me. I was like, I'll direct your YouTube videos, yeah. But you gotta let me make a documentary of a documentary of a documentary of a documentary. That's right, we had people filming, people filming, people filming, people filming, people. We were, I wasn't gonna get anything not on camera. So we decided to go with Quentin Tarantino and I thought it was a good move at the time. But he just started bringing in all kinds of different people. Now there's one person that really stuck out to, my, to me. Like I did not like him. He had real bad mojo. Kind of looked like a gnome. His name was Josh. Not too sure why 
they even brought that person in. But, you know, at the time, I just thought, this is it. I'm working with Quentin Tarantino. Man, I wish Joe wouldn't have hired that damn Tarantino fella. Man, I'd never seen somebody do so much cocaine in my life. I mean, he would just do about an eight ball of cocaine. He'd start barking orders at trees and people and rolls of toilet paper. It was the craziest goddamn thing I ever saw. I mean, everybody was coming in to see the toilet paper. And then once they found out that Quentin Tarantino was directing Joe Septic, I mean, they just poured in. I was making money left and right, and it didn't even matter to me. I, like I said, I used that stuff as toilet paper. So I decided it was time that Joe Septic got himself a, a husband. I met this Trevor fellow. He really loved meth. And like I told you guys before, like, that was okay with me. Meth people, they work harder once you give them meth. So, you know, I promised him a whole bunch of meth, and he kept claiming he was gay. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. So it worked out pretty good. But the fame and the fortune just kept getting in my head, and I... One husband just wasn't enough for me. So one day, I just... I met the most beautiful person I have ever seen in my entire life. Hey, I'm Ernie Bentley. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I met Joe Septic at the zoo. I came by one day because I was like, hey, I want to go look at the toilet paper. So I went and looked at the toilet paper, and I was petting it, and it came over this weird-ass-looking son of a bitch. I mean, I'm telling you, I've never seen somebody look so goddamn weird in my whole fucking life. Except for that Josh fella. He's pretty fucking weird-looking, too. But anyways, so he came over, he's like, Hey, you want to get married with me and this Trevor guy? And I was like, Dude, I'm straight. And he was like, Are you? I was like, yeah. He's like, have you ever ordered a foot-long hot dog before? And I said, fuck yeah, it's better than a regular. And he's like, you, my friend, are gay as the dickens. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Let's do it. Hey, do you got any meth? And he was like, yeah, hell yeah. So I've been married to him for about three days now. Yeah, Ernie Bentley was one of the best things that probably ever happened to me. Except he's the one who brought that Josh guy around. He was like, hey, I want to bring this guy in to film everything of the people filming the people filming the people. So I ran about Quentin Tarantino and he said, yeah, that's cool. So that's when that Josh guy showed up and it's been pretty scary ever since. Hey guys, this is Josh. When Ernie told me about Joe, I was like, I have to meet this guy. So we went down to his uh, toilet paper zoo and, you know, after spending a day there playing with the toilet paper, I met Joe and I was like, what the fuck? I had to get a documentary going of him. So after talking with uh, Quentin Tarantino, I set up my own equipment to uh, record the uh, documentary of the documentary of the documentary of the documentary. Man, there was so much meth. I don't even remember my name most of the time now. So I had my suspicions that maybe Ernie Bentley and 
was having an affair on me with Josh. But I had bigger fish to fry. See, there was a whole reason that I brought Quentin Tarantino in, and a whole reason that I needed to do this YouTube video. And that whole reason was none other than that fucking bitch. This episode was edited by Josh Schroyer. Produced by Paul Schroyer. Executive producers Mark Reynolds and Josh Schroyer. This has been a Magic Squirrel production. The squirrel was magic! Well, the universe is my home. What's up, guys? This is Josh. And I'm Laura. We're from My True Crime Obsession. What a crazy time right now. It is. It's the insane world out is there. mad. So hopefully you guys are staying safe and staying quarantined and... Uh, listening to your favorite podcast while you're stuck inside. Absolutely. I know I've been catching up on all my favorites. Oh, absolutely. My favorite place to go right now is over to the Magic Squirrel Network because there's a lot of stuff going on over there. So please shoot over there and take a listen to everyone on that network. And while you're at it, make sure to check us out on Instagram at My True Crime Obsession Podcast, Facebook at My True Crime Obsession, and Twitter at My True Crime Pod. Wow, all those places? All those places. Sweet. I'm and so many more. Out. I'm going to check it out. Also, you can listen to us on your favorite platform, iHeartRadio, Apple Music, Podbean is a big one for us. We're out there. Please check it out. Please follow us. Be safe. Meantime, you are listening to... My True Crime Obsession. See Bye you guys. guys.